0: I'm going to go through Psalm 145 this morning, and uh, some of the writers say that perhaps this was a song that David would have sung almost every day, a song of praise by David. Um, I have a, a habit that every morning when Sharon and I are together and we're praying over our meal, um, I start my prayer with, Lord, thank you for this good day. And uh, it's a habit for a few years anyway. And what happened with that was I decided I need to make this declaration that I am looking forward to this day. I also believe that the goodness of God is overshadowing my life. I don't need to fear the day, I don't need to start the day with anxiety or, or uh, worry, I don't need to um, have this weariness going into it thinking, oh it's just more of the same, but I need to make a declaration that because God's goodness is overarching in my life, I need to make this declaration, this is a good day and i need to see it in that light from the very beginning and and so i've been doing that for several years and it's actually paying dividends and uh i i look at it this way because i've not always lived with that joy of the day so to speak but uh i've always loved new construction and so i've been sneaking out to look at Brent's house whenever i get a chance and you know, when you first see that big hole in the ground, it doesn't look much like a house, but it's a significant step forward to have that hole in the ground. And then they, they put up the foundation, and again, you're looking at, that doesn't look like a house, but it's it's another major step forward. And the guy's framing it, you know, they get the first floor on, and it's all lumber, and you. Going well. I I can see a little bit. I mean, it's sticking above the ground now, like houses are supposed to do, but it's not really a house. Yeah, and Dan and Ben have been on it, you know. And now they've they've got it, uh, the the trusses on, and it's sheathed, and you see the outline, but it still doesn't really look like a house. Certainly not something you would live in. And I kind of assume that with our lives, there's a lot of things that are in the building, so to speak, that don't necessarily have the, the today's appearance of the fullness of what they'll be. And so we still look at this and say, this is a good step forward. This is progress. This is the goodness of God revealed, even though in the moment, all you see is a dirty hole in the ground, you know, that in... And maybe even in that, they have to come back and dig a little more just to, to fit the thing in there. But that said, our lives, you know, they can kind of, you see maybe what he's doing, you don't see. But it, it doesn't mean that it's not making progress or moving forward every day. And so I've committed myself to this thing. I will speak of the goodness of God beginning of the every day. So it helps draw my focus to this awareness. And for my own life it's is paying some dividends. Um and I think it's it's allowing me to change some of my attitude toward life. You know, I'm just wondering is is this okay or not? Is it I when I wake up, I, I, I wake up before the alarm, but I am not a conversant person. You know, you <laughs> there's <laughs> Not a lot of conversation and and I really don't care to hear a lot, you know, but that really <laughs> surprise surprise huh <laughs> yeah, but that said, it means very little about whether God's in the day or about the day or as good going, and so that's anyway, if this is a psalm, that David is Singing and every day, or praying every day, then he's made a commitment to these principles included in it, and saying this is my outlook on life, and this is what I'm going to keep my focus upon, so to speak. Um, It's written in the form of an acrostic, which means that for the language of that day, um, they would have started one verse with. A, another letter of the alphabet for them. They had different number of letters and, and such, but that was a poetic form. There isn't too much other form in the rest of this to be noted, but uh, I'll just throw that out to you. Um, let's read. I'll extol you, my God and King, and bless your name forever and ever. Every day I'll bless you and praise your name forever and ever. Um, when I was growing up in the church that I was participating in, I'd always hear, let's praise the Lord. And I mean, okay, I praise you, God. I, I, I'm grateful for this day, you know. And, and there were others that were much more vociferous in it. And I'm going, that is not me. And I don't ever see myself being quite like that. And yet there's an awareness that even though this might be good, this sure is a lot like church speak to me, and I'm not getting it. So when I, when I read through a psalm like this, and I'm seeing words like extol, uh, that's not in my language regularly. Um, but when you read different translations of this same psalm, you realize the translators are wrestling with similar issues because uh, one of the translations goes, I'll always honor your name. Well, honor's a word that's fairly uh, common. And in some ways, Dave might said, I give you props. You know, it, it, he wasn't necessarily looking for a religious term, he was using ordinary language. But he, the, the concept was, I'm going to acknowledge who you are, and I'm going to honor that every day. And he's, you know, there's, there's a frequency with this saying, every day I'm going to be about this. And he says, this is going to be forever. So yesterday, today, tomorrow, just like my morning prayer, so to speak, he's saying, this is what I'm going to do all the time. And, uh, you know, I'm going to praise your name. I'm going to extol your name forever and ever. So I I would suggest when you read through this, and even if you're very familiar with one translation, which a person gets, you know, as you read through the years, the thing over, maybe mix it up now and then and and go look for something different. You know, we have so many tools at our disposal right now. All you have to do is a, a simple Google search. And you can find out lots of stuff about these psalms. So there's not really an excuse to know what it's saying. But then it's that next step is to what am I going to do with this now that it's been said? And so if I know that this was the mindset of David, and I know that that was a good mindset to have, then how do I incorporate that kind of thing into my life? And I might not want to use the word praise or extol or honor or respect. I, I don't, it doesn't really matter to me what word you use as long as you catch the idea and say, this is what we need to be about. Every day this needs to be a part of our lives. Cherishing who he is, so to speak, and what he does and how he's involved in our lives. Verse 3, You're wonderful, Lord. And you deserve praise because you're much greater than anyone can understand. Or some say, your greatness is unsearchable. Again, unsearchable is one of those terms that we're kind of, yeah, I get it from Scripture. But, you know, to say, yeah, it's more than any of us comprehends. It's, we get that. But that doesn't mean we, keep, we quit digging, but we just say, there's something to be found every day in him. Every day there's a nugget there if I'll go looking for it. Each generation will announce to the next your wonderful and powerful deeds. I thought it was pretty significant you telling your story this morning because in some ways that's our lives. We carry a responsibility, not only downward to the children, but also upward. You know, all of us need to be about talking to different generations and declaring, this is what God is doing in my life. This is who he is. This is what I'm about. And so it says, in a generational sense, we we continue in this, giving declaration of who he is. It says, I'll keep thinking about your marvelous glory and your mighty miracles. So again, I'm... Uh, I, you're, I'm going to keep this in front of me and I keep chewing on this. And these different stories that are a part of my life, I'm going to keep giving declaration of these things. Everyone will talk about your fearsome deeds and tell all, or some will say your awesome deeds. Again, it's, it's easy to get hung up on these words and not really catch the, the significance of it, right? But what he does is amazing, and there needs to be an awareness of that and a declaration in it. I'll tell all the nations how great you are, and they'll celebrate and sing about your matchless mercy and your power to save. So he says, I'm going to chew on these things. I'm going to, to look at them earnestly, but then I'm also going to be declaring it to anyone that will listen and i'm i' I'm, I'm going to take an aggressiveness in this and be speaking it out. You're merciful Lord, you're kind and patient and always loving again, different translations i I look at this and i I like the idea of kind and patient. those are terms we use, but I also like this um slow to anger and abounding and steadfast love I mean as I chew on each of those, there's different nuances for me to grab onto, so to speak. I love the idea of a patient God that continues to kind of be steadfast and just bearing with us, so to speak. And that slow to anger, that's a good description of people that I want around me. You know, I, I like when people are slow to get angry with me. But I particularly like that, oh, my God, you know, that that's not his first response. And uh, it goes on, you're good to everyone, and you take care of all your creation. All your creation will thank you, and your loyal people will praise you. So he's expanding, and it says, even creation is under your care, your loving care. All of creation is. And there's a declaration back to you of of thankfulness. And and people that are in tune and, and functioning appropriately are going to be making this declaration back to you. Loyal people will praise you. They'll tell about your marvelous kingdom and your power. Then everyone will know about the mighty things you do in your glorious kingdom. So again, Kingdom, again, is not one of those. We're not used to thinking of it in that light. We're going, our government isn't set up that way. But this is a governmental declaration, right? This is a declaration saying, you have an administrative way over all of the earth. You have a way of, of handling things in order into everything that functions together. Your kingdom will never end. You will rule forever, ever. Lord, you keep your word and do everything you say. Some will say you have an everlasting dominion. And again, uh, we have to catch the idea, and whether those terms are ours or not, if we're willing to chew on them, the understanding comes, right? And there's this knowledge that says he does exercise power over everything, and he keeps everything in order, and he has a, 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 so to speak, a network of how he does this, and it's a beautiful thing because of, you know, when, when you and I look at the, the immensity of heaven, and we look, even if we look at the stars at night, there's a certain awe at how big it all is. How could God do something so big? But then when, we, when I talk to these guys in the medical field and they start describing the systems within the body and the detail and, and then, then you start reading of the chemical reactions that make it all work and I'm just going, you've got to be kidding. That's really complex. But that's at the micro level, right? How could he do all of that and put it all together? You know, so it's so big, it's so complex and the psalmist is basically going, This is astounding what we're a part of. And he says, That's what's worthy of our praise. He says, Someone stumbles or falls, and you give a helping hand. When the translation says, When somebody is bowed down, it's like to have that heavy load, and you're just kind of, <laughs> you don't know if you're going to be able to stay up or not. He says, You help that person. When somebody falls down, you know, when when we do something really stupid and fail, or when we just, you know, when we recognize I am really beat down in this moment, who's there to pick us up? Who's there to help us? Who's there to wash away our sin? Who's there to forgive us and, and make us new? He's saying, this is what God, his involvement in our lives. You know, he's, he's gone from this very big picture to now at this relational level and saying, you know, we, we violate things. We, we get crushed in, our, our, in what's going on in life. And yet, who picks us up? He says, God picks us up. Everyone depends on you, and when the time is right, you provide them with food. By your hand, you satisfy the desires of all who live. And again, the the picture coming out of this in the language, your eyes are upon us. You look at us. You You don't ignore. You aren't someplace else, but you actually see. And then you don't treat us with a closed hand, but you open your hand. And when I think of that, I think of, you know, when you go to pick up a little kid, it's open-handed. You don't pick them up with closed hands. And so in some ways, the picture coming out of this, when the psalmist is saying, you are open-handed toward us, it's like, You're, you would pick us up. Or when we talk about being open-handed with one another, it's like, we share what we have. We don't clutch it. We share. And so again, this is, this is that picture in the Lord that the, the psalmist is painting. He says, you watch me and you treat me with an open hand. It's a beautiful speech. Our Lord, everything you do is kind and thoughtful, and you are near to everyone whose prayers are sincere. So again, that's the nature of the God we are participant with. You satisfy the desires of all your worshipers and you come to save them when they ask for help. You take care of everyone who loves you, but you destroy the wicked. So again, he says there is a dividing line. He says for those that call out and reach out and, and participate, he says, you have the anticipation of the love of God. Now we are told that the sun shines on the righteous and the unrighteous. So he says, the love of God reaches into every life. Sends the rain on the just and the unjust. But he says, to walk into the fullness of relationship that's available, that becomes for those who love God. And that's where, you know, when, when I wake up in the morning, I don't have to have a fear of the day. I don't have to have an uneasiness that says, what's going to happen? Because the anticipation is that I'm walking in the love of God, and so it is going to be good no matter what the day holds. Now, hour by hour, if I were to evaluate it, there are some hours that just don't work for me. And, you know, those are blister hours, so to speak. Or cut yourself hours. Or, you know, you, things just are not going well. And even days that way, some would say years. But if I understand the big picture of how the Lord is dealing with us, then there's a knowledge that it's a good project, so to speak. And there's a good ending. And the result is awesome in him. And so there's that trust that says, this is a good day. And you know, as, as we look at this, then he says, my mouth will praise the Lord. Let every creature praise his holy name forever and ever. So he's saying, I'm going to do this. But this is something that is going to continue tomorrow and the next day and the next day all the way into eternity and and beyond. So, anyway. Beautiful to go back and look at what someone else has written, even to see the pattern of their lives, and to acknowledge that there were things that they did daily through their full lives, and then to say, okay, God, what should my declarations be every day? What what you know if, if I'm if I'm sitting down to write out what do I want what do I want my speech to reflect every day? What do I want to, to my mind to acknowledge in you every day? What do I want people to know about me every day? then I'm, I'm, you know, in regard to God, I want to be able to say he's loving toward me. He is mighty and awesome in all that he does. He has his hand on everything around. And he's worthy of this adoration that uh, is due somebody of that magnitude. And so that's that's what we look at when we look at a psalm like this. And my, my tendency when I'm reading the psalms is like 145, only five more to go. <laughs> you know? But if I'll let them, there's something beautiful in every single one. So Lord, we we thank you for this one today. And we thank you that What David said is true. And then, Lord, we ask that you would help us to consciously choose to make declarations each day similarly. Amen. Just a minute, I'm going to pray for God's blessing upon you. I encourage you to build some system into your life and particularly if, if you wrestle on the edge of depression or you have wrestled with being cynical about how things go or you're struggling with um, the issue of, of whether you're loved. You know, there's, there's all kinds of things that way that it's appropriate to make a declaration of what's true. Whether you feel it this day, or whether you sense it in the moment, or whether you can see it, it, if you know that it's true, then it's very appropriate to make these declarations. And I would encourage you daily, go after these things, and make some of these statements, and give you at least that moment to say, this is sane thinking, this is sane speech. This is what's appropriate. And it changes outlook. That's what I'm declaring to you this morning. May your blessing rest on these, your people. May they know the fullness of favor that you intend for their lives. May they discover with joy all that you have in store for them. Give them a glimpse of the building that you're putting together. Lord, as each one goes into the community, I ask that you'd give them words of life to speak to others. I ask that you'd enable them to carry out the workings of your kingdom. Gift them with the supernatural, I ask. We love you this day. Amen. Amen. God bless you.